Nothing you hear in this program constitutes investment advice. It is an expression of opinion only. This is Frisbees, Bulls and Bears. Talking money and markets, what's happening and why. We talk to the experts, the traders, the investors and the companies they're investing in. You're listening to Frisbees, Bulls and Bears with Dominic Frisbee. Hello and welcome to Frisbee's Bulls and Bears with me, Dominic Frisbee. A reminder that you can subscribe to the show by clicking on the subscribe via email button on the left-hand side of your screen and then every time I upload a new show you will be notified in your inbox. You can also subscribe through iTunes. Now I'm sitting in Belgravia in the heart of London in a lovely hotel called the Belgrave and sitting next to me is the chairman of Pan American Goldfields. He is Neil Maydell. Neil, hello and welcome back to the show. How are you doing? Very good. Thank you, Dominique. Excellent. Now you, you came on here a, a couple of months ago and you gave us, uh, you told us about Pan American Goldfields and it was a very exciting story. I suppose the, the best place to start is by giving us a quick overview of the company and then we can go forward from there. Sure, okay. We took it over two years ago and at the time it was uh, in distress. It, was, it had been mismanaged, it was technically bankrupt and we've since cleaned it up, eliminated about $7 million in debt. The balance sheet is positive. They're actually getting income now and uh, we've uh, basically eliminated all the former uh, players in the company and it has a completely new board. And that new board is, uh, I'm proud of what we've been able to assemble because it includes the ex-president of Barrick Argentina, uh, Hernan Solerio, who put in production the Veladero, Barrick Gold's biggest uh, producing gold mine right now, um, Gary Parkinson, who's made two major discoveries in Mexico. We've even got uh, Novosibirsk, uh, behind us now with uh, Dr. Borisenko, who's one of the Soviet Union's most uh, prolific mine finders. He's found almost 4 billion ounces of silver and uh, tens of millions of ounces of gold. So that's just kind of a, a, a snapshot of the people behind it. And I've always believed that you, you bet on the jockey, not on the horse. And uh, Novosibirsk, what is that? Is that that's the Russian Geological Foundation or... It's a, it's a Novosibirsk University is, is a, literally a city in Russia. Um, it's a huge university, and uh, the, the Novosibirsk um, department, he's the, Dr. Borisenko is the head of the ore deposit uh, department. He's a specialist in uh, the genesis of ore deposits, and uh, there's about 680 scientists behind him. And by having Dr. Borisenko as an advisor, uh, we have the ability to access the scientists, and you know they're all looking for projects. And so, for instance, we had Dr. Borisenko in uh, Colombia and in Argentina looking at two of our projects, and he immediately sent some data back to Novosibirsk or some samples, which became a bit of a Novosibirsk science project, and they gave us a lot of analysis. We also, um, in the past, have had entire teams looking at and doing exploration for us. And, uh, for instance, we had 12 graduate students, so PhDs, uh, which are specialists in mining, that um, spent three months on a project, and the cost was about $50,000. I mean, that's a tenth of what it would cost a Western country, company. And as a junior, how you spend money and how effective that money is spent yeah. is, is critical. Very good. Now, you're listed on the OTC in the States, and your market cap's 
between about 17 and 20 million dollars um, your share price is trading around the 20 cent mark um, why don't we start by telling us about I mean I, I, I don't think it will eventually be your main asset but it's the main asset at the moment which is in the Chihuahua state in Mexico well that's what attracted us in the first place because I, I had gotten a, uh, an associate uh, 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 Dr. Peter McGaw, who was the founder of Mag Silver, another market darling that's discovered a, one of the richest silver uh, deposits in the world and um, in Mexico, and he um, he did some due diligence on it and uh, came and said, "This company that's in trouble, yes, it's worth pursuing." So we took it over, and at the time, a Mexican partner had the ability to earn sixty percent by. Um, developing it to the point of a bankable feasibility study. They didn't do that, so we clawed it back, and as of December last year, we got 100% of the project back, and the Mexicans, the Mexican group, MRT, has the ability to earn uh, a 20% interest by uh, by contributing 20% of the cost of developing the mine. So that's where we're at now. We have control of that asset. It's a major development since December. And also since December, it's only recent that we got the ex-president of Barrick on board, Barrick Argentina, um, Novosibirsk on board, and, uh, and we have some, some other acquisitions and also additions to our team that are coming up. At the moment, the Mexican property, it, it is actually producing a small amount of gold, which is being managed by the the Mexican partners. Yeah. Just tell us the quick story there. Well, as part of our agreement, they had already spent some money, uh, probably about between four and five million dollars, on the project. They had no prospect of getting it back if we forced them out. It would have been a, I'm sure it would have led to a lawsuit, um, and we would have won, but it would have been time consuming and expensive. So, we gave them the ability to continue mining this pilot program uh, till the end of this year, which would easily allow them to make their money back and also make probably 100% on their money. Uh, it involves only 2% of the deposit. Uh, they're making, um, they're netting about a uh, million dollars a month, of which, in, in net cash flow, of which we're being paid 200000 of that. So we're taking 20% of that. But at the end of the year, they no longer um, have that right. Okay. So the, uh, in December of this year, at the moment, it's, it's earning you about 200 grand a month, and then in December of this year, you take over full ownership, and then you look at building the mine. Presumably, you've got all sorts of mine studies in, going on at the moment, looking at expense and so on. That's right. I mean, if you, if you look at our board and our management, it's all the best of the best in the world. I mean, they've got phenomenal track records. But it, and we certainly um, didn't do anything different with this Mexican mine called the Cineguita, which is by the, very close to uh, Gold Corp's El Sozal mine and in, in a you know, very intensively mined district in, in Chihuahua, Mexico. And in keeping with that uh, 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 rule or practice of uh, getting the best, we, we've hired M3 Engineering, which has developed it's an American company in Tucson, and they've developed more than half of the new mines in Mexico over the last 20 years. So uh, we have one of the best mining groups has taken over the project. So, and they expect to have the first phase done this summer. And that, that should be um, a catalyst for the share price, certainly. Okay. So, um, and if all goes well, in what, two or three years' time, you're going to spend a large sum of money, I don't know, $100 million or something, build a mine that's going to be netting you 100,000 ounces a year. Is that the kind of... That's plan? right. The, that was the... Um, 
estimate, that's always been our belief, it should be doing about 100,000 ounces per year. The, you really um, do not have the exact figures until M3 does their yeah. PEA, uh, but I think that's their expectation. Um, just about anybody, if you look at a deposit of the size, you know, it's, it's minimum 1.1 million ounces gold equivalent, probably will end up being about 1.3 million ounces. We did our calculations and the 43101 report based on $975 gold and uh, you know around $14 silver. So it's all you know low ball. It, yeah. The volume will increase because we'll be able to increase the price, the the, the uh, actual values of the gold and silver to reflect closer to, to today's prices. Very good. Now moving forward, um, let's talk about uh, your Argentinian project. Well, as I was showing you before, I was quite pleased to see that uh, Macquarie, or not Macquarie, um, Standard Chartered Bank, their Asian department, they they published a uh, over 100-page report on the gold industry and gold market, predicting $5,000 gold. And why they believe that is just, it's based on the growth in China and India and an underinvestment in gold exploration between 2001 and 2010 which means that the actual produced gold and developed new production isn't going to match the likely increase in consumption. So, but in that report, they talk about how South America is going to contribute to the, um, new, the growth in gold production. And they mention our Cerro Delta project, which is a giant Maracunga belt uh, exploration uh, project. It's only 12 miles from the Cerro Caselli, which is approximately 25 million ounces of gold, and it's uh, it's about 28 miles, uh, no, sorry, 28 kilometers or around 20 miles um, from the uh, Caspiche, which is again on the same structure, same trends, same geology, which is again another 25 million ounces of gold. So there's this uh, faulting structure that that these two two giants have emerged from, and this is one of the third um, structures that comes, and it's over a kilometer of a gold zone with a big porphyry uh, system running through it. It's it's basically um, nearly identical to those two others, and for political reasons, it just was never uh, drilled and developed. So we got it as soon as it was politically feasible. Um, we can thank um, Miguel Danano and Hernan, the ex-president of uh, Barrick, Argentina, for being able to acquire this giant project, and it's so big and so credible that one of the most uh, successful and uh, I'd say sophisticated mining banks and large ba- banks in the world is is even talking about it. Very good. Now, um, you were going to list in Toronto. Uh, you because it's a, a better board for your kind of company than the OTC. Tell us how that listing in Toronto is, is progressing. Well, we we are we have Macquarie Private Finance in uh, in Vancouver, Canada, is sponsoring us to go uh, to do an IPO on the Toronto Stock Exchange. It's going to take about ninety days because we have to adjust our American Articles of Association to uh, meet the requirements of the Canadian uh, Toronto Stock Exchange. Okay, annoying, but that's just the way it is. That's the way it is. We we when we took over the company, we changed everything, including, you know, it's a um, it, it's a the shares are electronically transferred now. We have a we've moved from a, a no name uh, uh, transfer agent to American Stock Transfer. It's the same as Barrick and and other major companies, and we also took on DLA Piper. It's I think one of the largest, if not the largest, 
uh, um, law firm in the world. And so now we've gone, blue, you know, literally we've gone blue chip in every way we can. They are quarterbacking it. When we found out that the American um, uh, Articles of Association were not compliant with the US, the Canadian requirements, they within weeks we had applied and filed an S four, and we've uh, since heard back from the SEC that it's going to get a, a minor review, which means it should be processed in the next few weeks. And uh, so it, it it's 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 a nuisance. It's yeah. um, statutory. It just requires filing we have to get a shareholder vote okay. and then uh, we'll go on the tsx okay so you're going to list on the tsx uh, macquarie are going to do the ipo for you it looks like is that right that's yeah. right we yeah. we we had them we had them uh they had made a, a written offer uh in last year yeah and uh we uh, we have to renew it we haven't renewed it yet Solely because we're just waiting for this to get done. Okay. They're, they just said, you know, get the as soon as you're uh, compliant, then we'll renew it. But uh, Richard Savage is an old friend of mine. He's the, uh, uh, I think he's the number one producer there. He's backing it, and uh, um, so we're pretty confident that's the way we'll go. Okay. Now you know you're a small company, um, but you've got two potential blue sky projects there: one in Mexico, one in Argentina. Is there anything else that you're looking at? I mean, your man is is Russian. Can we expect things in Asia? Or? Yes, I mean, I mean, the Russians during the Soviet times certainly weren't limited to uh, Central Asia. Um, as you, everybody's probably aware, they're quite involved in in uh, in, in this, uh, Central America and also in places like Chile. They had a very big influence, and um, uh, for but for us, the real. Um, opportunity is in accessing their phenomenal I mean the Russian geological work is anybody who is familiar with it will talk about how meticulous it is and um, how successful they've been in the resource industry in fact a lot of people attribute the low in gold price to um, uh, Paul Volcker and the lack of inflation in America well the collapse of the Soviet Union caused a huge Many, many tons of gold were flooded onto the market during the collapse, and, and that was certainly a big uh, factor. But it also just shows you how much gold they actually found, that they could depress the gold price when yeah. they were forced sellers. So we have, the, we have that team behind this company now. In fact, Dr. Borisenko's protege, uh, Fedor Yemelov, his top student, award-winning, um, as they say in, in Russia, uh, he has a lucky eye. He's a very brilliant young man. He's in his 30s. He works full-time for us now. He's our, our, our head explorationist. We have uh, Dr. Alexander Becker, who, who is the former... He was one of the founding directors of Persis, now a, a major success story. Uh, Ten years ago, it was an idea. Now it's doing 250,000 ounces a year. Um, and, uh, and Dr. Borisenko, we have ex-president of Barrett. These were all coming together, and uh, we have... Uh, a pipeline of assets that are going to go into this company over the next two years. Okay, and presumably you can't talk about them yet because they haven't happened. Yeah, we, we probably the closest one right now, well, we have two close ones, one in Central Asia, um, which we expect to have news on. It is actually would be a producing asset, not an exploration asset. And, uh, and then we have one in um, Colombia, which I can just give you a sketch on. We've been over it extensively. We're in negotiations to acquire it. Yeah. Uh, we're very thrilled with the results. We've, um, as I was showing you, the, the, the amazing amount of meticulous mapping and, 
and uh, sampling that's already been done by our Russian associates and uh, and Fedor and uh, we do that kind of work before we even acquire something so we have um, I'm very thrilled with the uh, level of expertise we have and how we can bring it to bear and bring it to bear in a very very cost-effective way okay well very good I, I this central Af- uh, Asian one sounds interesting hopefully you can use some of the cash flow from that to pay to pay for your other ventures but uh, that Neil, is the plan okay very good Neil um, we're, we're running low on time here so as we finish why don't you give out the uh, ticker symbol for the company sure it's uh, right now we're traded on the bulletin board the symbol is MXOM it's something we inherited uh, we will you know the TSX is on uh, is definitely on the horizon, and we actually have a couple institutions we're talking to about an intermediate financing and also getting on the uh, QX, the OTC QX, which is an electronic trading um, board, and uh, we hope to do that in the short term too. Okay, well, very good. But you want to get you want to get listed in Canada as soon as possible. Absolutely, absolutely. Very good. Well, Neil, uh, thank you very much. Uh, why don't you give out the website for the company as we close? Oh, sure. It's uh, Panam Goldfields. P A N A M Goldfields Great stuff. Well, Neil Murdell, thank you very much. You're very welcome, Dominic. Frisbee's Bulls and Bears is presented and produced by Dominic Frisbee. To discuss the markets and have your say, why not visit our forum at globaledgeinvestors.com. That's globaledgeinvestors.com. To join our mailing list so you can be updated as soon as a new show is posted, please email info at dominicfrisbee.net or simply subscribe through iTunes. 